0: Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. All
1: right, guys, what's up? Welcome back. Uh, sorry we missed a week. This is the Push Performance Podcast. You know, we don't really miss a week too often, but this is episode forty. E forty. E40. Oh my god. E forty. Yep. yep. Tell me when to go. Uh, <laughs> are you from the Bay Area? Um, yeah, I yeah, am from the Bay Area. <laughs> uh, so today we got Brandon, Coach Brandon. What's good? What's going on, Taylor? Hello. And Ashton.
2: Yo.
1: What's good? And yeah, so today, um first we're going to cover some arm care. That's what uh, the main topic is for today, but uh Taylor and I just uh, asked a pretty good question from one of our athletes, Alexander Nolan. He is with the Blue Jays? Yes. Yep. And he's from Canada? Yes. Nice. Canadian Toronto. And he, and he su- talks like he's from Canada? Definitely from Canada. Hard accent.
0: I actually played summer ball against him in Did Canada. You? Yeah, for he year. made it a little further than you. Yes he did. <laughs> but now he's paying. You. My summer ball team beat him though. So oh we're good.
1: There you go. We're good. Um so yeah, his question was what in what what's something in your program guys wouldn't like, or why wouldn't somebody like your program? Right? That's what he asked us.
0: Would they not
1: like? What would they what why would somebody not like Taylor, Brandon, myself's okay. programs? Right? the why first it, time I've ever been asked that question. Same. I thought different? this was a good question before we dive into the arm care stuff and, and all that. And, you know, I said just, you know, the reason why is a lot of guys, you know, some we, I think we do a good job of is not having an ego in our programs where we ask the athlete, like, for advice into their program, I guess would be the right word, right, advice. Or, yeah. You know, we, like, nobody knows the athlete's body better than themselves, right? Mm. Um, at the same time, though, if you hate it, sometimes you need it. No. you know um obviously we're not talking about burpees and stupid stuff like that but you know for an athlete it's like that kind of caught taylor and i off guard like hey like taking a scope back a step back like that's a good question right so like how could i be better why would a guy not like my program you know some guys taylor for example you like got a couple of your guys like one of the four days a week right so you mm-hmm. got to the things back that yeah. runs back and say no we're gonna lift three this is because i think it's more of an education thing right mm-hmm.
0: what, what are you gonna say yeah no same thing like i had a conversation with um i have one guy lifting four days a week and we had a conversation with throwing ramping back up and he's like a little bit later on in his throwing program than everybody else because he come back from an injury but talked sat down talked with him today and so we just we made this switch to three days and he understood and that made sense to him and where it, it'll work best but yeah big thing is like with and like when guys start new programs that i found is like everybody comes from different backgrounds of like training and stuff like that so trying to meet them almost where they're at but at the same time like sticking to our guns i guess so so the old, like the, the old th- things that like, this is what we used to do at my other gym yeah or my other trainer did this yeah that yeah then you just tell them to go back to their other trainer if they exactly. like that so much yeah. but But yeah, yeah. it's happened. No, yeah, 100%. But like guys come back from different, like, and they might have really liked something about their last trainer, but they left because they felt like there was a huge piece missing. So trying to find out what piece was missing with them and then trying to fill in that piece, but also not throwing them for a complete 360 loop and doing something with them that they've never done in their life. Um, So trying to, trying to fill in the gaps with what they kind of want, but also what they need. Yeah, I mean, if you, look, if you take a broad scope of what we do, it's super simple. Yeah, very simple. Right? But it's also super detailed
1: at the same time. Yeah. So if you listen to earlier podcasts, like Brandon and I talk a lot about manipulating exercises to bias certain positions, right? Mm-hmm. And that, for us, that's like rocket science, right? It's hard to understand that, right? But for an athlete, like, they sh- they should know why we're doing it, but that's about it. Like, they don't need to know... Your, their isa is narrow
0: and they're going to rotate better so they you know what i mean so it's like yeah they see they see the exercise and then they see sets and reps exactly they don't the more work we do on behind the scenes and on the back end the less work they have to think about and do on the front but some athletes want to be very educated
1: yeah and, some athletes and why, want to know the why right yeah like today i was i, think I was talking about loop low. i was like we're doing this because your hip extension or you're running doing this blah 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 he looks at me goes all right And then let's walk away and start working out again. I was like, all right, he just didn't care to to know that. Right. Yeah. This is like, but I want to give you this exercise to increase your hip extension while we're during your sprint. Mm. That's our main goal. Right. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think? What do you got on that Brandon? On
2: the original question? Yeah, the original question, sorry. Uh, Yeah. I think, you know, it's just setting the, like basically teaching the athlete from the very beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, explaining why you're doing it, what they need it for. Um, and just kind of almost setting that standard almost of like taking the thinking like basically let the athlete just do what the athlete does best and that's perform and be an athlete and take all the head thinking all that stuff just out of the equation for them um and then like you said like just try not to over over complicate things um like you said you can really get into the weeds or like the real nitty-gritty of like the breathing aspects and positions and all of that where it's just like you know just try and keep it simple stupid almost in a certain way Um, but yeah, I think like Taylor said too, or like you guys were saying that like some guys might not like the program because they were just doing something else previously years down the road. And, you know, that's, that's all they know and they come here and we do stuff maybe a little differently. And it's just like, well, you know, why am I doing this? And if you can't explain it, then, you know, they're probably not going to get bought into it either. So you gotta be able to know what you're, what you're putting on paper and be able to explain it to the athlete really simply.
1: Well, that's also allows you to know the why of why you're doing it, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm just gonna put this on Instagram, or because I saw it on Instagram, I put this in this program, oh, yeah. with not you know, which we've seen coaches do, no yeah. context to no it, no contest okay. to it. Like, oh, this looks really cool, you know, and not having feel for what's gonna do. Like, you don't try it yourself, and then then you just saw it on Instagram, you give it to the athlete. Yeah, you know I mean,
2: mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's what we do really good here today. Is like just today when we had a little bit of downtime, we were literally trying out three, four different kind of variations just a minute ago for our athletes you know like a guy has something going on with his elbow and we got to be able to do some kind of press variation like well let's find a press variation that feels good on the shoulder doesn't blow up the elbow and actually is still going to get our output for either strength or power or whatever we're trying to work on yep Um, started
0: with a conversation this morning on the phone go in the gym we did it now it's in the athlete
1: executed executed we did it we did it i mean hopefully we haven't had the athlete do it yet we haven't uh, had to do it yet he been- he'll actually <laughs> send me a video of him doing it so
0: I'll figure it out there yeah but but yeah yeah so many guys are like they see some on instagram like oh that's awesome and then they might throw it in their program and an athlete or like if an athlete's educated or like if another coach looks at the program like guys see your program but like this is like an outlier exercise like i don't see where this fits in yeah but it's cool so that's why it makes the program a lot of the time
1: which is but, fine too right i was talking to yeah. shelby miller today Bless his heart, he was in, in the middle of his workout, and I thought he was done. And he's over there doing full full sit-ups for like fifty reps. And he starts talking about Liver King. I was like, "All right, well, you know, I, right. Right. all right, like." Oh, that's another. There's a whole other conversation. No. This will be this going be back into the podcast. <clears throat>
0: look, okay. look, look
1: him up on Instagram. Okay. Um, so he's talking about yo, yo, know, he can do like two hundred in a row or whatever without getting tired or some some whatever. Shelby said, <laughs> and.
2: I look at it. okay, okay like, like
1: how was your lift today? goes, oh, I'm not done. I go, wait, what? Like, you're in between your D-block and your E-block, and you're doing 200 sit-ups. Like, you know what? Like, Brandon, you and I had this conversation. Sometimes you got to let that athlete eat, whether that be arm care or abs. Yeah. You know, I would never program 25 sit-ups in a row, right, mm-hmm. ever. No. I never have, never probably will. But if he wants to do it, and he's a 32-year-old veteran in the MLB, like, he good it Yeah. do it. I know Griffin Jackson ask for arm farm every almost yeah. damn near every day. Some, you know, we're gonna let it eat, you know? So just, what did you find on him?
2: just,
0: the, just yeah. raw, raw, raw liver. Yeah. So he's yeah. lots of organs, lots of organs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That could be, yeah. That could be a conversation later. Chris yes, and Grant yeah, know all about him. Just was confused. I mean, okay, yeah. Yeah. We have two athletes doing it. Who? I don't
1: know. Shelby, obviously. And Griff. And Griff. Oh, but Griff Griffin, uh, ma- Griffin yeah, We just had the conversation. Well, Griff's shredded. Griff is shredded. He's really Shelby's awesome low-key shredded, too, though. Yeah. yeah.
0: He is. Mm-hmm. Shelby goes, hey, Taylor, if I was your age, I'd be mentioned way more. I was like, yeah, but your dad, like, he's yeah, like unknown, you've, you've tapped into unknown strength at this, at this point in your
1: life. <laughs> that <laughs> I don't have. He's, he's strong, dude. Like, You got Kevin now.
0: I do have a kid. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Shelby, this off season is way stronger than last yeah. offseason and then also he's in way better shape. Yep. Like physically. Mm-hmm. So maybe might be Liver King, I guess. I don't yeah, I mean.
0: Liver King won you second. Yeah, just- definitely
1: ain't me. <laughs> but <Liberking. laughs> in the sit-ups. But yeah, anyways, um, anything else on that on that question? We just rambled off there. That was, <laughs> that was, that was no, I good. mean I think
2: it's like we we say too, is like our stuff is just not for everybody. Yeah. So you know, if you're an athlete that just wants to move heavy weight and sit on a bench or get under a bar and squat, Probably not going to like what we do here. Cause yep. this is not what we do, yep. you know? So it's just simple as that to where, you know, if it's something you've never been exposed to or something you're not interested in then you know, we're not going to force it upon you. And if you don't like it, then it's just not 100%. for you. We trust what we do. And we've had numerous athletes see results and benefit from it. So um, we know it works and it works
1: well. So if you don't like it. You don't like it. 100%. I just, Talking to Dr. Austin, he looked at me and he goes, Hey, like, give you guys a compliment. We've had a lot of guys say they love how the way we structure our programming here, where it's high, low days plus three days, right? Where we're not going four days, five days of max effort stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guys are feeling good, right? For us, that's the number one thing is like, what do we do to make them a better baseball player? It's not about the weight room, it's about the, the mound, performance on the field, in the box. Well, right? it's like
2: you said, it's about being a baseball player and not a body builder power lifter you know or power player. lifter <laughs> or football yeah player. exactly you know those are all sports in their own yep. so why would you try and train to be a multi-sport athlete when you're being paid to be a baseball player you 100%. know or you're a high school kid trying to make varsity or you know or whatever it is like obviously when you're younger you do play a few other sports maybe just to be build your general motor capacity and athleticism but as you get a little older it's like you gotta like we said you gotta start prioritizing the buckets and making sure that, you know, you're focusing on what your main goal is. And if your main goal is to be a baseball player, then you got
1: to train to be one, you know? 100%. And the earlier you find that out, the better off you're going to be, right? And skills always going to trump the weight room, right? Mm. You know, you see that with our skill coaches, JP and Andrew and all them, right? It's like guys kind of – I don't want to say buy into more what they're doing, but, like, take a longer time – dissecting what they're doing over there, right? They're looking at swing analytics, analytics, they're looking at drive line or drive line track man data, right? They're looking at those th- things. They care more about that. And then they'll just flip open their program and start doing it. Yeah. Right. They're not analyzing their BBT numbers. They're not analyzing their lift, right? Yeah. Like Webby doesn't even look at his lift. I just tell him what he's doing every day. Like <laughs> he just, you know, this is why right, I'm coaching him through every single exercise. Like he has no idea what he does, what he's doing the day, like the day he walks in. Well, that's how like you, you said, know, like I said, he's just, trusted, just trusted, you're just
2: yeah. you're taking the thinking away from yeah. you know, exactly. you can just focus on
1: what they need to focus yeah. on, and know? that, and this that, is that works best cool for, for me happens. too, like, so when I used to train you, it's like, I see how you're moving that day, and like, I can push you a little bit more, like I banged his e-block the other day after he had a bullpen, and I can tell you, he was just kind of tired, right, kind of gassed, like, all right, you're done, you didn't, you didn't know, you didn't even know he had an e-block, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, we're done. You know, I was like, just knowing I needed to shorten it that day. Like looking how his mentality was like, yeah, his VBT numbers were good at the beginning of the lift, but I can just tell as as the lift went on, he's getting a little more chronically fatigued, yeah. you know what I mean? So I was like, all right, look, we got to conserve energy, like it's going into the weekend, let's uh, get, get you two days, two full days off and crush it on Monday, which he did, you know? Yeah. So just I mean, having by a V today. Yeah. How about that? Did You me. hear that? Just,
2: what the, did you hear this
1: now? his big toe. In a shoe. So he's at the park throwing with cleats with his spice on. Okay. Gets in the car. He's with Ogre. Gets in the car. Puts his shoes on. Nothing. Okay. Gets out of the car, starts walking into the gym and gets stung in the parking lot. B was in his shoe. Oh my gosh. From the from the park. Didn't sting until he got out. Yeah. Ugh. B was dead on the floor on the turf over there. He's like Oh it, yeah, I'm surprised he got through the whole lift. Yeah, yeah, he had a little like mark on his. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. That's crazy. I
0: think
1: yeah. he's not allergic.
2: I know, right? Yeah. He said
1: he. He said he thought he used to be too. So that's oh what he was gosh. kind of worried about. That's yeah. what yeah. he goes. You got an EpiPen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all right. Anyways, <laughs> let's transition to what we're actually supposed to talk about today. That was good. Yeah. You got anything else on that? No. Burger King. No. King. I know. I need. Somebody B. Lots well, of great stories, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right. Um, some stuff that I would really have been wanting to talk about, I've been bugging YouTube about getting on a podcast for a couple of weeks now that we haven't done it is arm care and how to approach it, what arm care is and, and all that. So first and foremost, like my thought on arm care, it depends on what it is. Right. Um, most of it's eyewash in my opinion, um, where a lot of the stuff you should be doing is built into your program it should um, be
0: separate
1: it should be separate yeah. right it should be should be commingled, yes. right um you know first we need to realize that strength is built in the weight room arm strength is built in the weight room and arm conditioning is built through throwing right there's no arm conditioning being built through ty's and Ice or prone yeah. trap raises or you know stuff like that right yeah. it's your arm strength is you getting strong as shit and your arm conditioning is thrown by a proper throwing program, period, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also looking at strength versus stability exercises in your program. And there are two different things, what they're going to do. Um, number one thing is making, for me, like the biggest thing when it comes to arm care is a lot of it doesn't start with your arm. It's m- more so of uh, how your pelvis sits and then also how the, the uh, scap sits on the thorax and, you know, concave convex relationship. So looking at the kinetic kinematic movements of a pelvis and also the scap and thorax relationship. Um, that's how I look at arm care, you know, and then we can dive more into what is a strength exercise versus stability exercise and, um, and all that and proper throwing program or whatever, whatever. But like, that's kind of my thought. Like I, I'm not in love with bands truthfully. Um, you know, like, you know, you need to do it. If you want to do it, do it. Right. But like, you're just fatiguing an already fatigued muscle. That's the size of your pinky, you know? Um, so if you're doing that, like, we, I think we get a lot more out of it where we're getting this more more scap involved where we're doing crawling exercises, yoga push-ups, stuff like that, um, getting, you know, breathing patterns with your hamstrings involved, setting the pelvis, um, you know, so that's kind of my take on arm care. You know, we're obviously going to dive more into this real quick, but I want to hear Brandon, your thoughts, and then Taylor, you. Yeah. So,
2: um, like you said, um, arm care is more of total body care for the most part. Um, you know, you go over and throw a baseball say you're in a leap throw and you're throwing 95 plus you taking, you know, some bands and then doing a little ER afterwards is just, like you said, it's eye wash. Like,
1: well, it's that, like a marathon, it's like a runner running more to cool down after a marathon. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're literally doing that to your rotator cuff or mm-hmm. whatever, maybe whatever you want to or whatever. Yeah.
2: So you like, Think if you go and throw, you know, 95 plus for a bullpen, and you just did it, you know, 30, 40 pitches, and then you go over and do 10 ERs with a J band, you're just going to think that magically corrected everything, and it's just like that's just not how it works, um, or it's just not that simple. To where you know, there's so many more things that go into. Like, do you have a thrower that has a very fast arm action, or do you have a guy that generates more with his lower half and then has more of a late whippy arm action? You know, there's guys that are loose movers, guys that are tight movers. Um, and then, like you said, pelvis and thorax and scap position to start all kind of plays a big thing into it. And then, you know, the initial assessment, like, does the guy have overhead restrictions? Um, does he have below the scap, lower ribcage compression? You know, all those kind of things kind of play into it. So then when you're looking at that, and that's what's going to kind of, like you said, dictate not necessarily the arm care program, but more of the exercises and movements that you're going to give that athlete within his strength and throwing program. Um, so, again, it's like a little bit separate, but at the same time, it's not. So, you know, if the guy is a really whippy, loose mover, mobility or shoulder mobility, like putting quotes, is probably not what that athlete needs. That guy is already super loose and super whippy. And you just pull, throw more mobility at him. And it's like, all right, that might not necessarily be the best thing for that guy because he's already got all the mobility in the world. It's like, how about we throw a little bit more stability, strength, and then just patterning exercise and teach you to control that whippy that you already have you'll probably see a little bit more better stuff out of that guy. Um, Same thing, like the guy has a really fast arm action. He's got to figure out how to slow it down when he lets the ball go. So if that guy is a guy that has a very quick arm, probably needs a little bit more deceleration work in his program versus a guy that if he has a slow arm, he's got to generate more acceleration. So kind of just how you're approaching the, the thrower itself is also a big thing too. So knowing the type of throwing that the guy, like the type of thrower he is, and then... The way he moves from his assessment, all of those factors kind of play into his, you know, arm care program or, you know, total body
1: program. Yeah, you might be doing an anti-rotation exercise to slow him down, right? Mm -hmm. Where the goal of anti-rotation is to keep your back healthy. Right. That's not a core action. That's not a core exercise. Mm-hmm. The, the job of the anti extension anti-extension, anti-extension as well, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anti-rotation, anti-extension, is to protect the spine. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times we see parts fractures, we see issues going on in in the thrower, right? Because of an unstable core. When I say core, I'm saying 360, 360. Mm-hmm. 360 view of the body, right? Of the midsection. It's not just the anterior core. Right. And then it's not just a six pack no it's not <laughs> but you know so like the, the 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 job of those anti-rotation exercises isn't just to stop rotation but to allow him to efficiently decelerate safely yeah, right or maybe delay
0: rotation delay rotation that back exactly whatever exactly
1: and then you know you still want to give him rotary patterns right but mm-hmm. we also just need to make sure we're microdosing both of mm-hmm. them at the
0: same time yep. you know what i mean Makes sense yep. what do you got yeah uh kind of going off like the lines that Brandon said, um, kind of looking at, after you're looking at, like, posture and scat positioning and, like, figuring out exactly where the athlete is starting from, um, some athletes start from, they start from behind the eight ball when they're throwing. So whether they're scat more pinned to their, their spine and they're stuck in a lot more retraction or they have a rolled shoulder and their uh, rhomboids may be in a little bit more, um, like, a lengthened like length position or – um abducted yeah i forget the word i was trying to say with that but um but yeah trying to figure out where they're starting from. and then also yeah and then kind of looking from like a global scale and then kind of getting smaller and smaller as you look and especially if you has like arm pain rather than just going straight like okay i have, I have pain in ir okay i'm not going to go straight to ir let's look at visit let's go look at ribcage positioning pelvic positioning where the scap sitting okay now let's go t-spine let's go scap let's go the movement. And then from there it's like, okay, now we can get into IRER and kind of get smaller and smaller and smaller as you as you get into the depth of um, the shoulder. But big, but big thing is figuring out where exactly the athlete is starting from and then that can kind of help you give you exercises and kind of build out your program. So if a guy has a super super like rolled over shoulder rather than just hammering them with more just like do you have a general arm care program and for some reason you have a bunch of straightest stuff, that guy may not need just serratus, serratus, serratus because it's going to drive him more and more forward and that anterior shoulder might start barking even more rather than thinking, okay, like he needs to be overhead and needs that lower trap to stabilize overhead because that serratus just wants to drive that thing forward. So let's go something to get the lower trap. So maybe in like a B block exercise, let's do an incline Y or a cable Y. And then, okay, later on in the exercise, let's back it up and let's go a lat pull down or a half kneeling high to low row. Rather than going, a lot of guys will go like, their main upper body exercise and then later on it's like now let's do an incline y or something like that it's like okay i just pulled 250 pounds down using my lower trap how how however much an arm weighs it's like me doing an incline y with that much or two and a half pound plate on my hand isn't gonna get the job done so try so figure out exactly like where the athlete scap position is from and where they're where um where their deficiency is at and then kind of building your program out around that rather than going through a whole workout, like a basic workout. And then after my workout, I'm going to go YTIs or I'm going to go just straight as punches or something like that. Um, that may be something that that's where you can kind of also I've talked to Austin a lot about is kind of with guys that on like their movement days and put three or four exercises together. That will kind of help correct the positions that their scat may be in or that their shoulder may be in or. Really, or whether whether they're at a release point or attraction and kind of building out a little something that way, like outside of their workout that they can do on like a Tuesday, Thursday, on like a movement day where they're still getting something, but it's not under as much you can, load.
1: You can even add that into like an arm farm pattern, right? Where oh, you yeah. can do like a, if you need upper rotation, go over a tricep extension,
0: high cable bicep curls, high
1: cable bicep curls, right? Yeah. Where you can manipulate something, and the athlete's getting fun out of it
0: too. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, one hundred percent yeah same thing with that like um we've we've done like in like um or i've i've done incline curls you've taken it and kind of done incline breathing exercises to kind of just passively get that lower trap down um i've kind of leaned more towards like are you like
1: supinated or pronated on that on your uh, the body the body like
0: belly down or belly up oh on on the incline oh belly up. yeah chest up. up yeah and then depending on like where the athlete is at like with as much like active shoulder extension they may have without like Totally dumbing board, you can kind of play around with the incline. I mean, you can honestly you can flip it over the other yeah, I massive mean, yeah, posterior. You oh, strength. yeah. So you your expansion and the anterior compression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So depends right, so on the what, you're, what you're trying to work yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Same thing with like um, I've seen you do like hand supported um tricep right. extensions, yep. like tricep kickbacks, same thing. You get the lower trap involved. So trying to figure out, okay, like maybe with an incline curl or incline like a cable curl with a shoulder extension, I might get more like passive scap depression, whereas with like a tricep, go passive and then go in like an rather than going active active or passive passive so kind of matching up that way but yeah athletes also love doing biceps and triceps so Actually, giving them something that will- yeah, they think they're getting,
2: getting a juicy pump, and we're just
0: training their scaps. That's all. They need. That's all they need to know is that. And they're like, oh, my serratus. So just like, looking at right like,
1: damn! Look at that upper rotation. He goes, damn! Look at my biceps.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're looking at something totally different. <laughs> that scaps really hugging the ribcage. Yeah. yeah, my arms are huge, right? <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and your elbow extension got way better because you're tricep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep, it's good. Your pronation got better. And I think another thing too mm-hmm. that goes into you know the the athletes
2: you know arm care strength program is their arm slot itself you know where they throw from like are they a guy that's dragging knuckles on the ground or are they a guy that's iron might straight over the top or are they a guy that's more of a three-quarter you know all that stuff also kind of plays into what you're going to give him to strengthen him throughout all to do his job basically or is it an outfielder you know or is it an infielder or catcher like sometimes people are like oh like you don't worry about catchers they throw just as much or nearly as much as a pitcher. It might not be 95 as many times, but the volume that adds up and plus they obviously don't have their legs under them all the time too. So they're kind of probably getting a little lazy and disarming it a lot of times too. So it's like, you know, position, volume, arm slot, all that stuff plays into what that athlete needs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And going, yeah, going off of arms, I was talking to Austin about a guy that is kind of like a mid to low, but he has super, super bad overhead flexion. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, we could get him more overhead flexion. However, he's never in that position anyways. So what does it matter? Yes. The only reason I would say would matter would be, like, not so much passive overhead flexion, but, like, just be able for him to actually get there because the more stable we'd be in, like, an unstable position, the more stable we're going to be in a stable position. Yeah. But it's like, you don't need to spend a ton of time up here just getting him over and over and over and overhead because he spent so much time down here, but also not spending 100% of the time – in this area, because he's here so often, anyways. So, just kind of giving the athlete like movement variability. So, if they ever need to get in that position, like, what happens if he fills a ground ball and has a turned out play? He has right? a turned out play, and all of a sudden, he's not throwing it down here; he's throwing it up here. It's like, okay, well, he still has to be stable over the top. So, so, so really, throw a shortstop for a loop. If PFP just turns and
1: dude throws it from Dragon hand. Knuckles on the mound, <laughs> Can you imagine Tyler doing that. Crawford would kill him. <laughs> oh yeah. <dude. laughs> That would be a mess. But, well, yeah. No, that's I mean, 100 percent is just like the, the makeup of the athlete. I think the training age of the athlete plays a role in it that's too, a big one too. Right? Where we can get into talking about like strength patterns and stuff and being able to like endurance patterns of that of that position, owning that position, staying in that position, right? Where you know you give it an athlete an ISO, just a basic ISO position. We could use that as arm care, right? if it's a lower half iso we could add a bottoms up kettlebell or we can add a, a push-up iso or whatever work. Yeah,
0: you do like a suitcase carry or farmer carry depends exactly. on what the athlete is. you know overhead or we we carry like
1: manipulate core. ir versus er in those right palm up palm down uh, neutral grip like whatever it may be you know so um you know it just really depends on how old the athlete is where they're at in their career how they're made up what know and what what drives them to being elite we don't want to take away like you said you don't want to take away something that they're that they're good at right so like he's really good here at at three quarter slots like by training like joe gatto over the top 100 like weight you know iron mike style yeah you know but we still should feed it to him a little bit yeah you know just 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 in case yeah you know so like just like overall health in the program for them would be more stability patterns and strength patterns Mm. you know and not so much range of motion right we don't need yeah. overhead ability. it might just be like a bottoms up iso 45 degree yeah right that's still getting that same that same pattern yeah. you know um now we can talk more about like exercise based stuff you know like strength for stability for me like that's how I look at it. arm care like brand something we've talked about for years like looking at arm care as a stability pattern or a strength pattern like you got your eccentric eccentric exercises i love programming you learn to slow down before you go right more of a strength pattern like a heavy overload or overcoming eccentric you know er yeah. right um so you know so like what what athlete would would need that right it would probably be a younger high school kid a guy that threw a lot a guy that threw a lot this year and probably shut down throwing mm-hmm. Right for a little bit to get a little time off, so we're able to chase that strength. You know, stability-wise would be more so like a bottoms-up kettlebell or something like the bottoms-up kettlebell press. Um, I'm doing water, but like the water ball, the water, the water, water ball, ball, ball in there mm-hmm.
0: in that category, kind of the same thing. Yep, yeah. Um, when when bottoms-up KBs are getting a little too yep. so easy. Yep. Dynamic, like the dynamic stability stuff, um, like three-position dynamic stability, where you're how to explain this, like, shake, like as a coach, like you're shaking the athlete's wrist and they got to stabilize the all in P. one position. Perturbation. Thank you. There we
1: go. <laughs> perturbation. I knew exercises. you had it in you. <laughs> perturbation. Well, I was thinking
0: perturbation exercises uh, for the shoulders. Um, You're welcome. Thank you. Or is not there today? Words are kind of like throwing all those in a loop. Um, yeah, especially um, with like those those older guys, those pro guys that could probably hammer out a 50-pound cable ER. and It's like, okay, do we need to keep doing that. No, probably not. Let's go after a more deficient pattern efficient movement of
1: the athlete may not be as good yeah and we can add like a hip to arm slot pattern right where we're going back to the arm slot position getting upper rotation and then working some eccentric pattern on the way down and then isometric at the top where we're creating stability at the top and then strength on the way down so we're really like a multi-facet exercise where we're hitting both both things right and they're working sequencing with the on the ribcage going in an arm slot holding that band staying stabilized and then going into eccentric and getting strength out of it. So there's multiple ways you could do it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but for me, like I like the bench press is a arm care, yep. you know, I like Rose's arm care, I like deadlifts is arm care.
0: Yeah. You know, like that's, yeah, you can't, there, there, it comes to a point where a two and a half pound plate or a five pound plate, isn't going to get the job done anymore. And you have to be able to work
1: it. Yeah. I told one of my athletes, I'm not going to say who was, but he was doing like, 15, 25 pound dumbbells on, like, just, like, TYS and I's. I was like, we're like, what are we doing at this point? Like, this isn't doing what you need to do.
0: Throw a baseball 95 miles an hour.
1: Yeah. Like, you were literally over-fatiguing it. Like, my Velo's not there. I need to get stronger. I'm like, A, it's December. This was in December. Yeah. I'm like, second of like, all, you haven't practiced throwing hard in a while, or trained throwing hard in a while. Be your, see, your freaking rotator cuff is gas, dude. Like, yeah, What are we doing?
0: I guarantee you this two and a half, five pound plate is not going to help you jump five miles an hour. No. Yeah. I promise. Or it's probably just not going to give you the adaptation you're thinking it's going to give you when you throw 90s. No, he was doing 20, 20 20 pound.
1: 25 pound dumbbells. Well,
0: that's just a lot of that point. Just I
1: was like, yeah, your rotator cuff's strong, right? But, like, it's tired. It's fun. Like, <laughs> you know? 25 pound dumbbell, like Y's. lateral raise, like quadruped lateral raise, T's and Y's, um, some other stuff. I was like, dude, you gotta take like take a step back, like think about, like, is this worth it, right? Like, what are we doing? Like, how fatigued do you think that muscle is? Think about how big that is. How think how fatigued do you think that is after throwing? Let alone adding that after you throw, right? And it's like you're getting nothing out of but extra upper trap work. Like you want to do some upper trap work, do like a cables, like, 45-degree shrug or something that yeah. works some on decelerated patterns and get that upper rotation that way. But like at least you get upper rotation. This one, the scap is completely locked down yeah. and just crushing the glenohumeral joint. Oh, so if
2: are just blowing up the anterior shoulder. Yes.
0: Yeah, especially, like, now, it's, like, and earlier in the off-season, you would see after more, like, general just shoulder strength, whereas you go after, like, your normal, yeah. like, loaded, like, loaded shoulder exercises. And it's, like, now as guys are starting to throw a little bit more the things trying to eliminate the things that might come up like midseason when they start doing a bunch so like that shoulder starts getting rolled forward. So now you can get a lot more specified in their strength work. So they're tar- like their shoulder targeted strength work will come from, like that's where their shoulder strength work should come from. Not, it should be more targeted rather than just doing basic, like your YTIs. Yeah. And then, and then using like the shoulder stability, actually like their upside down, kettlebell presses carries stuff like that on top of that. Exactly. I mean rather than doing just doing one or the other. Right up right off the
1: top of my head, like I love like in season stuff would be a retraction of low row with a look because you're getting that low trap pattern plus cervical rotation. How many guys do you see lose circle rotation throughout the course of the year? Oh, lots. Lots, right? And affects your IR. Exactly. And that's because two reasons, right? You have a guy that is throwing right-handed, looking over his left shoulder all the time. So think about like the scalings. And all those muscles in his neck that are shortened one way and lengthened the other consistently. Yeah. Right. So we got to get looks different directions, like you're getting super compressed over here, open over here. Right. So you're like getting guys shrug, starting to shrug up, you know. So we got to really focus on getting that low trap to pull back down and then get a look the other, the other direction or even both ways, but like mo- yeah. more so the other opposite direction. So like cervical rotation, like goes and guys, that's yeah, a lot of stuff that people would leave, leave on the table. Like they'd start losing the strike, feel for the strike zone mm-hmm. or they might not be able to look over their shoulder completely and then they lose track of where the pitch is doing in the box. Um, you know, so there's different, you know, a lot of stuff's left on the table by not addressing the cervical rotation part of our care as well. You know, um, you know, I love adding look patterns. I love, you know, stuff like that's so simple to do. So easy, right? So easy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I could I do a single arm cable cobra with a look. Upside down cable press with a look. Upside down, down cable, cable. press with a look. Like that blows your serratus up. That blows everything up that stable that helps you stabilize your shoulder. And plus you add that cervical rotation, it's gonna clean up space to allow you to press. Yep. You know. Um, you know, going back off our older podcasts, you know, think about the spine moving directions when you're looking, right? Like one side's gonna compress, one side's gonna open. So like if you're compressed on one side, look to that, look to that side, it's gonna open you up, you know. Um, so you either have a guy with an opposite look or the same side look, depending on what he needs mm-hmm. or be a right look only. Right, Brandon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you could look at arm care that way as well. So there's so many different ways you could look at arm care versus just J bands or I'm not talking bad about J bands. If you want to give me a sponsor, I will take it. <laughs> <laughs> um uh But, you know, what I mean, like it's just going to be your only tool. For yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you could use bands for, low to high presses. Yeah. It's a great exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But or
2: I like what, I, like, I really like what Andrew does with a lot of them too, is he just, he uses the bands as more of like an anchor up top and uses, yeah, and uses them to work on guys, lower house. Yeah. Like, kind of like the
1: pelvic shift pattern mm-hmm. he does with the reach, the, yeah. ro- the upper body rotation. Yeah. He uses them
2: more for like constraints yep. versus arm care. Yep. Like air quotes there. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I like what yeah. yeah, they're gonna, yeah. I, I like what Andrew does with them yeah. versus just, Putting a guy on it and have him do flies yep. a couple of er's and then all right go throw you're yeah. you're, you're good to go yep. we're going to use them you
0: might as well just use them in a way that is going to benefit you rather than just everybody doing the same everybody always oh, i'm just going to look this up on youtube and this is my jager band exercise it's like okay like this thing's having me do 12 exercises. like i may only need these three exercises and i would be good because i'm really good at all these other ones but i'm really bad at these positions so it's like use them to your advantage you can customize your J or band, however, if you do need to use them, you can customize that just like you can anything else. My problem, biggest thing is, I don't see it too
1: much in here, but like guys walking up to the field, hitting J bands, and starting to throw it away. oh yeah. You know, like there's no system primed whatsoever, there's actually no
2: CNS activation. CNS,
1: so like I always tell my guys, like a block, B block, throw. Right. Yeah. They're, they're hot. They're ready to go. Like, my, my B block is their CNS prep for the day. What I want them to do in the weight room and on the mound. Right. It's like Logan Webb right now. We're going through getting some faster patterns. Right. Catch the ball. Like, you see what I was doing with him today? Yeah. Like, toss him the, the plow ball, catch it and throw like a shortstop. Like, turn it over place. Picking up a med ball, shuffling his feet, turn it a double play. You know, med ball, shuffle shot put where you like, I throw it to him, catches it, releases it as fast as you can. It's just kind of getting that, getting the speed up. Right. Where, um, usually Logan's a guy where he needs to stop spinning and rotating and doing all that stuff. But Right now it's like, Hey, like we got to be ready to start throwing faster and moving again. Like, so now we'll add his anti-rotation or his decelerated patterns later in the workout. Yeah. But to get him going, like I want him hot, ready to go. <clears throat> I'm not going to just give him pal presses. That's not going to do anything for him. Yeah. It's not going to warm him up. You know what I mean? It's going <clears> to <throat> stabilize his core, but I can do that in his E block, his D block. You yeah. know what I mean?
2: Well, I mean, think it's, it's just kind of like, you got to you prioritize like what are, what are you working on that day that's got to be when you're the freshest you know it's just like when you're working on speed or power it's like you got to do it early and then the stuff that your complimentary your accessories at the end
1: yeah i'm surprised with how many guys love the the speed prep stuff we do the pitcher as far as pitchers in Colorado, I'd always get backlash. I'm not talking about, talking about those guys. Yeah, I do. Like, they, 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 you remember that, though? Yeah, they, they didn't. I'm like, like, I'm we'll picture. I don't need to run. I'm going to do this. You can't you're run the ball properly. Here, the we can't
0: get pictures out of the speed stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, I want to do that. I don't yeah. Know.
1: Every day, I'm like, bro, like, this yeah, will be dude, in your program. Bro. I promise. You know? But, you know, like, I'm not doing it to make you faster. Like, this, this, this little, little yellow hurdles that you're stepping over isn't going to get you quicker on the mound. Like, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I'm just getting you to freaking ready to throw. Like you're getting hot, you know, and keeping your athleticism the little ass athleticism we have. Last. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I just want guys to be hot and ready to go, but also give them what they need and what they're good at. Like, Logan's really good at rotating, right? That's why he throws power sinkers out the ass, right? And he's not so great he, he decelerates well but like we ran into some issues last year already that's where he, he got in trouble so i'm just gonna obviously give him that you know so it's just a combo of both and balance of both through his preparatory work through his arm care patterns and all that so that's the way i look at shit.
0: yeah and things all it'll, like it'll our programs i know for all of us like our programs shift as the season goes on too like i'm sure at the beginning of the year Guys weren't doing their A block and B block before they throw, but as they start moving faster on the mound, is as the mound becomes more of a priority, and B low starts to climb, that B block becomes super super important, and those med ball throws and jelly stuff can re- become really really important free throw in in terms of just getting them going. And that's kind of where the A blocks will shift a little bit as well. Like as the guy gets start to move better, like the A block may shorten, shorten, go from four breathing exercises, or three breathing exercises down to one or two kind of figuring out and then you can start checking off box rather than be like okay hey, we're gonna do these same five breathing exercises every day and same mobility exercises every day you will get backlash on that from guys
1: say why are my a so short I need that the most yes right I don't yeah. know, what <laughs> you know you know what I mean yep. I got that the other day I was like "Because why my A block so short that makes me nervous I'm like because you're moving fucking
0: great like yeah yeah and that yeah and that's come, yeah that comes down to the community like I changed the kid's A block. Casey like I mean I changed his A block Blow him up. Damn. And he was like, I like the other one. I'm gonna do the other one. I'm like, yeah, but like all of these are just like progressions. And then he's like, oh, they're I thought they just changed. I was like, no, no, like no, they're, they're progressions to what you were doing. And he's like, Oh, okay, cool, got it. Tyler like, Rodgers wouldn't let me change his A-block at all last year.
1: Or this <laughs> or this offseason. I've added one exercise. Didn't take anything away. So imagine how long his A-block is.
0: Yeah. He wouldn't like, let me change it. They love routine. Love it. Love it.
1: But also he led the league in the outings the last two seasons and it ain't broke. Don't fix it. He's like, I feel great. I, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay. You know, and then other guys are like, when am I changing my A block? When's my new assessment? When's this? When's that? I'm like, dude, I don't need to reassess you every three weeks. That's I watch so you
0: move every day. I see you move things every day. You change on the fly. Yeah.
1: Your numbers on the mound and on this iPad tell me how fast you're moving. That bar is fucking through the roof. Yeah. And the way you self organize mm-hmm. yourself through med balls and like, we're good. I said, "Oh, okay." <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's it's the you know, it, it's, athletes buying back in the very first part of this podcast. they are kind of circling back around, I guess, right? Yeah. Like just buying in from the athlete. I guess that's good, though. They want more. They they're asking questions. Yeah. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. No, hundred percent. I I honestly I I like when uh, the athlete comes over and is like, "Why is this different?" Because yeah. it means they're actually paying attention to it. Like I have some athletes you can make changes to it and they're like, oh, I didn't even notice. And it's just like, how do you not just notice the like, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. They're just like, like almost like just in their own little world. Whereas it's like, I like the athletes who are like, why did this change? Or like, oh, I noticed you changed my reps and my sets. And like, that gets you going as a coach. Cause it's like, this dude's actually like paying attention to what you're like,
1: paying attention to your work that you're giving him versus them just being like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, I don't know. Or the athlete goes, Hey, I really like to change my A block today. Or yeah. I like to change in my, you know, your second or third week in this program, you really don't make a whole lot of changes, right? But like yeah. sometimes you do, and I replaced a power output with like a stability pattern or something like that. I really like that adjustment. I felt better. Oh, cool! Thanks for the feedback.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the feedback goes a long ways, a long ways with
1: guys. Guys make fun of me all the time. Mm-hmm. How you? How are you feeling? I ask that five hundred times a day. How do you like the program? I don't. I don't ask that so much anymore. But that was like, the last <laughs> year. That was last, last year, year thing. But. You know, I mean, like to an extent, like you have to ask that. Yeah. I
0: think you it know, shows the
2: athlete that you care too. This yeah. is where like, if you don't ever ask him. then this guy's probably like, oh, Skip did not care how I'm doing today, or yeah. like how I'm feeling.
1: You can't give him an answer or a question where you can say good, right? You say, Hey, hey, how, how are you feeling? Good. That does nothing for me. I'm just like, just crap, great. Good. Okay, yeah. Next question <laughs> is Yeah. Like, how well, how good? good? How good? <laughs> Real good.
0: Perfect. Great. Awesome. Let's rock
1: yeah so you're just like hey you feeling good okay so how's your shoulder feeling okay how's this feeling like is this better like do you feel like you're you can step on the gas a little bit more do you can take some off do you need to you know like what what can we change to get you better to perform on the mountain or in the box or whatever so yeah that's not arm care but that's just coaching patterns <laughs> coaching shit <laughs> yeah anything else i think i'm good good
0: brandon solid Pretty solid, you Solid podcast. So pretty neat. Very solid. Good,
1: actually.